0: Why don't we jump right into this? Because I, I think uh, if you've been coming for a while, you've been reading through the book of Acts with us. We're in Acts chapter 11. We're going to start in verses 19 and go through verse 24 today. And this is, a, this is an evolving story of the early church. And one of the things that we said when we started Church Project seven years ago was we want to look at the, the, the early church and see how they did church. What they did, how they talked, how they met, how they served, and we modeled Church Project to be as close to the early church as we could, and what we've been doing the last year is we've been walking through the book of Acts and studying how this whole thing even came about. Like, how did we end up in a gym with 17 degrees outside in Greeley, Colorado, the year 2018? So how did all this happen? Let's let's begin and continue our story, Acts chapter 11, verses 19 through 24. I'm going to read through it, and then I think God has an incredible message for us today. So, uh, starting in verse 19 of Acts chapter 11. Now, those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phonica, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Verse 21. "The The Lord's hand was with him, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord. I'm excited to go through these verses today. If if by by chance you don't have a Bible, you can raise your hand, we'll bring a Bible to you. Or if you're fancy and high tech, you can open up your U version app or download it right now and act like you're paying attention while you do Facebook and stuff. That's fine. Or you can open up your version app, go to the bottom right, there's more, click on more, go to events, and Church Project will pop right up on your Uversion notes, so you can follow along on that, and I would also encourage you for this, if you're using the Uversion app, click on the top right as save, and you can save those notes, so when you go to house church, everyone say, when we go to house church, go to house church. okay, only half of you did, come on. So when you go to House Church, you have the notes and you can talk about the message. I think that's really the strength of Church Project. Like, I, I love Sunday mornings and I love seeing your beautiful faces and I know you love seeing mine, so welcome. But Wednesday, when we have conversations, and Tuesday, when we have conversations at House Church, I think that's when the church really comes alive. So I'd encourage you to be part of a House Church. Um, so I have a couple of questions before we get started today. One is this. Do you have an attitude and a mindset of victory? I mean, do you you walk around with a mindset and an attitude that things are going to be victorious, that things are going to be good? Another question is, do you believe you are enough and fully equipped? Like, how you sit and where you sit right now, everything you're going through in life, do you believe that you are enough, that God designed you to be exactly who you are? And then last one is, are you willing to do you? Doesn't that sound really, really weird? Are you willing to do you? And I think as as we're looking at this passage today, if you're open to the Holy Spirit teaching and showing you some amazing things, I'm not sure what your week looked like, I'm not sure what you're going through right now, but I can promise you this, where you sit and what you're going through, how you're designed, the way you look, maybe not the way your breath smells, but everything about you was designed by God for a purpose, I can look at my life and I can look how God has, has, has brought in Lauren and I and education and experiences and everything to stand right here today and to give this message. And I wish we had time to go through every chair, which, by the way, was prayed over this morning by our prayer team. So the chair you're sitting in has been prayed over that God would speak to you. I wish we could go through all of our stories and just highlight how God has gifted us to be who we are, to be here right now. Whether you believe it or not, God has incredible things in store for your life. He wants to use you in a powerful, powerful way. Let's look at verse 19. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phonica, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. A couple of things that jumped out at me is, back in chapter 8 of Acts is when we see uh, the beginning of the scattering of the church. And if you remember, that's kind of the, the cliff note version of all of Acts. Like, I'm going to take this message and I'm going to spread it beyond the world. Acts chapter 8 verse 1. like He says, I'm going to spread this message and it's going to go out. And right then is when we see the church beginning to be scattered. And the last few chapters in Acts has been an unfolding of what it looks like for this message to go from here to here to here. And in this passage it's even going even further and I'll show you a, a map here in a minute as to what's happening to this gospel message right now. And It says that after Stephen's death, some went and preached to the Jews. So, even up to this point, this gospel message that started in one location and persecution broke out, Stephen was was killed, it started to spread, but it was spreading to who? The Jews. So it's still pretty isolated in the way that it's getting spread out. In verse 19, it says that some traveled as far as Phonica and Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word among the Jews. And then in verse 20, it says, some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. So. In verse 20, when I'm reading through this, a couple words that jump out to me in this passage and in this verse right here. A couple words in verse 20. And those words are, however, and Antioch. However, some went to the Greeks to tell them the good news. However jumps out to me because I can say it this way. Thank God you don't have to be me. And thank God I don't have to be you. Right? Like, so to this point, the gospel message was spreading. It was going to certain people in certain areas. It was going to the Jewish people. However, these men came along, and they did them. That that didn't really make sense. They were them. (laughs) They did themselves. You know what I'm saying. Like, however, this message suddenly started going to different places and going to different people. I love that word, however, because thank God you're not me, and thank God I am not you. I'm thankful we each have our own paths. I'm thankful that these men, however, went to different places and started to speak to different people. I'm thankful that we each have our own paths. It's important we respect, by the way, church, it's important that we respect and honor the many different paths and the different perspectives God has us all on. That's important. I don't know what you grew up in church or what, what your upbringing was, but I think there's a certain point in your life when, when you start going, God chose me, and this is awesome, and I don't know what your theology is, and, and you start getting like, God loves me, and it's like, good. The, the problem is you can get to the point where it's like, God loves me the way I am and no one else. You've got to look like me and act like me and talk like me and do what I do, and thank God that these men, however, went beyond and spoke to the Gentiles. It's easy for us to look and say, why are you doing that? That's not what you're supposed to do. This is Christianity's cookie cutter. Like We're all supposed to look like Aaron, talk like Aaron, dress like Aaron. Thank God, no. Like, but it's so important, church, that we're amen. That's the only amen I've gotten today, Jason. Come on. I feel you. I feel the love. It's important that we do us. That sounds really weird. I should have thought that through a little more, but I hope you get getting the idea It's super important, though, that we also respect and honor the many different paths that God has us all on. There's not one way to do this life. There's not one way to experience it. Don't be a person that judges others. I mean, let's get to know each other. Let's get to know each other's story. I thank God that, however, these men were different than the ones that came before them. Amen? Don't get caught in the weeds of judging others. I think, I think that can be such a, a terrible thing, to get in the place where we're judging others and we get caught in those weeds. Our differences is how the message has gotten this far. Like, the fact that we're sitting here today is because the differences that the men and women of the early church, the way that they lived their lives and the way that God designed them to be themselves and to do life, that's the only reason we're sitting here right now, because I have to believe that, well, there may be some Jewish people in here, we have the bloodline, but I got to believe that we're grafted into this family because these men came and they did it in different ways, said it in different ways, went and took this message to the Gentiles. Thank God, that's why we're sitting here today. That's how this message has gotten this far. Our differences and our unique gifting is how we will impact beyond us, by the way. Whoever hears in the future that this gospel message beyond Greeley, Colorado today is because we all go and live this message the way that God's designed us to live this message. Like there's kids that are coming behind us, there's generations coming behind us, there's groups of people that are isolated in America that will hear this message. Why? Because we go and we be ourselves and we take this gospel message beyond We speak the language of the gospel the way that God's designed us to do it. Are you feeling this challenge? Like, what an awesome challenge it is to accept this love message and then have the confidence to go be us, to go beyond however and speak to the Greeks. Like, what an awesome challenge. Some of these men, women stayed in a small, the Jewish towns, and some went to to Antioch. By the way, Church Project, the way it sits here today, the combination of two churches that started seven years ago and merged together, the only reason we're existing right now is because our leadership was made for Greeley, Colorado. Like, we spoke this language. Just think if we tried to take Church Project to Boulder. I would get run out and laughed in a heartbeat. Like, are you kidding me? I would not do well there. Like, we were designed and uniquely gifted, all of us, to be in Greeley, Colorado right now for this purpose. Like, this was a perfect place for us to start Church Project. Okay, I want to highlight this a little bit for all of us nerds. Raise your hand if you're a nerd. Woo, woo, woo. Okay, nerds in the house. Okay, John, that was a half hand raise. Okay, it, we have a couple images, and I want to put them up. Maybe it's in the back of your Bibles and, and maps and such. But let's talk about Antioch. So Ryan, if you could put the the first one up there, I wanted to show you. Let's talk about Antioch, the third largest city in in, in the Greco the Greco Roman world, only behind rome and alexandria were larger so antioch i wish i had a little pointer but we're not talking about the one in the top left it hasn't gone there yet this passage that we're talking about right now is the antioch right over here on the top right kind of you see the seleucia right there like that's the that's what we're talking about the third largest city in this time okay and produce from syria um if you want to go over one more slide ryan please yeah there you go so syria you see that Produce from this whole area right now um, would go through and pass through Antioch. This was a commercial center, and it was a, it was also a political capital. Like this is not a small place. This is a big place. Um, Ryan, if you want to go to the next one. I'm just kind of showing this because can you see it in the middle? Like right below Turkey, you see Syria right now. You see that little area that we're talking about? Like when we began to explode this thing out, I want you to see more importantly this, okay? Where is Greeley on this map? (laughs) Ryan, why don't you go to the fourth one here? Can you see how far God has traveled for you? To make his name known? Like we're, we're talking and celebrating about these men that did something a little different, however, and went up to Antioch, which is just, you know, an hour, two hours away. I don't know how far by camel, but... We're celebrating at the point, they're doing this right now, but I want to show you that how important you are and how much God loves you and how much he's about, his fame and his name being known, that God has traveled, look how far this message has traveled through time and space to reach you today, to tell you, to do you, to be you, to take this message beyond. Why? That his name would be known. That marriages would be recovered because of him. That addictions would be broken because of him. That people would know his name. They would know that sin is real in this world and that we're all imperfect. Well, Chris, you might not be, but I am... We're all imperfect, and God died on the cross for our sins to cover, his blood to cover our sins. Why? So that his name would be known, and we would know that he is the Redeemer, and he is the Lord, and he is our Savior, and look how far he's traveled for you. Thank you, Lord. Isn't this an awesome message? By the way, Antioch was also, it was a Syrian worship of Estarte. I don't know how to say it, so... This is the pagan mother goddess and her consort with its ritual of prostitution. this This is an area that needs God. Thank God that these men, however, went up to this city and spoke this love message to the Greek world. This world is so large. This is why the gospel message of the kingdom of God needs so many different types of backgrounds. It needs so many giftings and callings to spread this good news. Look how far God has gone in pursuing you. So the fancy seminary word, yeah, I love it, contextualization, okay? Contextualization is a fancy seminary word. And, And to contextualize the gospel simply means this. It means to take the good news of Jesus or tell the good news of Jesus in your way throughout your day. So to contextualize the gospel means to tell the good news of Jesus in your way throughout your day. Because none of us are going anywhere that you're going tomorrow morning. Only you are going there. And to contextualize the gospel means that you're going to show up in the places and spaces wherever you go. You're going to put a smile on your face or a frown if you're not having a good day. That's okay too. You're going to be real. You're going to tell this gospel message to those that need it. Because we realize how far God has traveled for us. And we have compassion and we have love to contextualize this gospel message. To take it wherever we're going tomorrow morning. What a cool challenge, huh? And also the Holy Spirit goes with these men to Antioch. As the Holy Spirit goes with you tomorrow. So let's get on and let's look and see what happens. Verse 21 through 23. The only reason this message spread was because of 21. The Lord's hand was with them. Done. Don't you ever say, I can't do that. If God is in it and God is prompting and God is directing, you, you get your tiny hiney <laughs> up north to Antioch and you speak to the Greek people. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but if the Lord's hand was with them, look what happened. And the Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Barnabas is like Pollyanna, always happy, super encouraging. (laughs) Verse 23, when he arrived and saw what the, what does your Bible say? Grace of God. So when... Barnabas arrived and saw that the grace of what the grace of God had done. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. Barnabas is sit up front. So, question: Do you have a, an attitude and a mindset of victory? Do you believe you are enough and fully equipped? And the thing I, thought I should have thought through a little bit more: Are you willing to do you? Are you willing to be you? The Lord's hand was with them in verse 21, and a great number of people believed, and the grace of God caused the outpouring. It wasn't because they were talented enough, smart enough, educated enough. It was the hand of God showed up, and the grace moved in a mighty outpouring. The life of Jesus, when we study it in Scripture, tells and shows and explains many outpourings of supernatural moments in his life, the life of Jesus. The grace of God is outpouring. The Holy Spirit is moving. The life of the believers tell a similar outpouring. As we look at the early church and we see what's happening, it's not their talent, it's the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of him moving. So the moral of this whole story, the moral of this story is that God uses imperfect people To accomplish his perfect will. We just need to be willing vessels. Willing to do as much or as little as he is asking. And the Lord's hand was with them. The Lord's hand is with you, church project. All Barnabas had to do was to show up as a super Pollyanna. Encourage them and it strengthened them. It just showed up. That's it. I can do that. Can you do that? Can you just show up tomorrow? Just show up. Spend time with God. Find your identity in Him. Smile and just show up. Contextualize the gospel wherever you're going tomorrow. Tell others the good news. Look how far the gospel message has traveled for you. And take that wherever you go by showing up. I can do that. I think we can all do that. I want to read the message version of of, uh, verses 23 and 24. It's so cool. Here's the message version. As soon as he arrived, he saw that God was behind and in it all. Talking about Barnabas. And he threw himself in with them, got behind them, urged them to stay with it the rest of their lives. He was a good man that way. Enthusiastic. And confident in the Holy Spirit's way. The community grew large and stronger in the master. Amen. He just showed up and he was encouraging. Okay. Oh, wow. We're at verse 24 and I've got to rock it through this. Okay. You ready? Verse 24. He was a good man, Barnabas, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord. If you want to sit and you want to go through the Greek and you want to study this, I really hit pause on the word faith, which the way you say it in the Greek and the word here is peace That's the faith word right there. And what we get to see is we get to see Barnabas living out the noun version of these peace teas. Does that make sense? Like, the trust in the gospel is the is the faith. It's what he's talking about right here, and what Scripture is saying. And so Barnabas had trust in the gospel, and this was his faith, his peace. Tease, he had faith, and then the trust in the gospel, and it comes from the same root word that if you look back in twenty one, in verse twenty one, the many people believe. So this believed and this faith would all come from the same root word, which is almost the noun version of they trusted in the gospel. And Barnabas showing up, he had so much trust in the gospel and that the Holy Spirit was moving that this mighty thing happened and God used him in a powerful way. So when we look at verse 24, here is our charge and our outcome all in one verse. Our charge and our outcome all in verse 24. Did you catch it? And here it is. Here's our charge. He was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Have faith. Our charge. And the outcome? A great number of people were brought to the Lord. Because he lived out, he had the, he lived out his trust in the gospel and that he was enough and that God had designed him to be exactly who he was, because he lived out his faith enough to go up north, to Antioch, what happened? The outcome a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Amen. Awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeff Davidson is a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people have been and will be brought to the Lord through him. Karaoke. I carry a great woman full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people have been and will be brought to the Lord through you. Ryan, I said Ryan because I know we have like four of them in here, so (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm talking about you. Ryan, you are a great man full of the Holy Spirit and faith and a great number of people have been, and will be brought to the Lord through you. Krista. Oh, and you were, you were singing today. A great woman, a strong woman of God, if you know Krista. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith. She's living it out. Trust in the gospel. And a great number of people have been and will be brought to the faith and to the Lord through you. Marissa. I don't know if Marissa's here. I don't know. I don't want to embarrass you if you are, so... I mean, do we have time? I mean, we're out of time, John. I'm sorry. But, dude, I would love to go through every single person and say this and pause. Because let's, let's do us. Let's be us. Let's live out this faith thing. Let's find our identity in Christ. Know that we're enough and we're gifted enough. Have faith that God's going to move in a powerful way and just show Oh, no, I can do that. I can just show up. And I imagine we all can. Isn't this a cool charge? Like This is awesome. Do you believe the Lord's hand is with you? That you are powerful and equipped? Then sit with your king. Find your identity in him. Your commission into the world was hand-designed for you. Handcrafted for you. You are a good person. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Find your identity in Christ. And find your marching orders orders from Him. Amen? That's a cool message. I'm going to invite Weston to come up. And um, what a cool opportunity that we have today. Um, we're going to do communion together as a body of Christ. I wish, I wish we had time to, to literally sit down and to take this communion into a full mill for two hours and three hours today and really take in the depth of what it is. Today, we're going to do a, a smaller water edited down version that's just as powerful. And so, Weston, if you could come up and lead us through that. Thank you, Bon.
1: All right, these guys are going to be passing out uh, the elements. um, Scrape juice and rice crackers for those of you that are gluten-free. We ask that if you're a believer, you would take this. If you have not trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you just let the elements go ahead and pass you by. In a few weeks, I'm going to get the opportunity to preach on uh, communion, and I'm really looking forward to that. I've been studying some stuff already and, and learning from people. And one thing when I was asking a question this week about communion that I hadn't thought about recently was um, when Jesus, for the very first time, was with his disciples at this Last Supper, we forget that Judas was there. Judas, who was about ready to betray Jesus. And the same offer that Jesus made to the other 11 disciples was for Judas as well, even though Christ knew that he was going to be betrayed. And I think it's kind of neat in this symbol uh, that we celebrate that we talk about forgiveness. And forgiveness may be a stumbling block that in your life right now is not allowing you to move forward. Uh, Maybe you're stuck in that. And um, one thing for me on forgiveness that I learned a number of years ago uh, when I went through a process like this, the person I actually needed to forgive was myself. And it was me and just some of the things I had done. I didn't really, really believe that this God would love me enough to forgive me. And I could barely even forgive myself of some of the things I'd done. So right now, I'm going to pray before I go through the words. And uh, in that prayer, if you just kind of examine yourself, uh, maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive somebody else. Maybe you just need to rest in this truth that Aaron preached today that you are enough. You are made in the image of the high king God of the universe. There's only one of you, and you do have a purpose, and we do have a Holy Spirit, and we have a loving Father, and all those truths of of the Scripture. So join me in a word of prayer. Father God, we just come before you right now, and Lord, we thank you for your word and your truth and the light that you've given us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, your word says that uh, we don't need to do anything except believe this that you died for us and Lord that you forgive us so right now Father I ask that the people in this room would think about maybe somebody they need to forgive and it, it might even be themselves and Lord what a huge thing but for you it's a simple thing for you to wash over us with your blood and your broken body that what a great thing And because of that, we can be renewed, restored, and come back to life for you with new energy this week. Lord, I know many of us are sick. Many of us are struggling uh, with just need of healing, cancers, flu, anxiety, stress. Father, right now, Lord, would you just take that all from us? Would you just make us new right now? Father, we love you. I pray this blessing over all the people here today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 20. Three. For I received from the Lord that I also deliver to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks for it, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Amen.
0: Church, if you would stand today. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you as we continue to worship, but would you accept this blessing over your life today? It's found out of Ephesians chapter three. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, God will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in Him, and that your root may grow down into God's love and keep you strong. May you have the power to understand how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ and be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able to through his mighty power at work within us, accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. And all of God's people said,